At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Before we get started with the show, let me tell you about Dodge. See your authorized Dodge dealer and experience a world of performance, design, and fuel efficiency. Schedule a test drive today. Go to Dodge.com and check out our powerful lineup. Welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the Motorator D'Andrea, with Bill Goldberg. Oh, man, another week. Ready to go. How are you, man? Knife or death on the History Channel. How's that going? New episodes are out now, right? Going going good, man. Going good. First one last week, you know, we had the Forging Fire guys on, so we obviously had a Forging Fire winner of that one, and uh, man, we got a really good one coming up this week, but you know, as as the host of the show, I'm not going to tell you that we got a crappy one coming up <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh we got a we we do we got a kick-ass episode coming up on wednesday but everybody tune in history channel 10 uh 10 o'clock 9 central wednesday man it's gonna be cool so many chickens so many chickens. You know what? It hasn't hadn't kicked anybody's ass yet man it was uh it was the ultimate villain last year but, yeah uh, that and the fish but these guys are tore right through it, but I can guarantee you this next episode ain't going to be so. <laughs> it's not going to be so easy. The 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 uh, competitors that are showing up on the show now, uh, do we know how many of them saw last season? Now they have something to go by. Now they have sort of a visual of saying, "Okay, we we have an idea of what this is." So now there's sort of more aspirations as what's you know what they can do and what can they can accomplish on the show, right? Now that there's well, a season I mean, you, under, you, you under got, the belt, you got to be a you got to be a mental midget not to uh, use your due diligence and study the first season. If there was a first season, you know you're coming back on second season. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like not studying a race course when you go out there. So um, there were a lot of people that did study. There were a lot of people that still it didn't make much much of a difference to them. But uh, for the most part, it did. It up, uh, made most of the competitors up their game, and it's. Uh, Bigger, better, badder, and uh, uh, more competitive group of people this year. So it's uh, it's cool, man. We got some badass knives. We got some badass uh, contestants, and you know I could sit here and talk about it all day. But <laughs> let, you know, I just got back from Miami, and yeah. uh, 
and and you know it was a it was a great trip. I'm not going to go into it, I, I, except for the fact that there were obviously some badass cars down there on the Miami Beach. Um, you see quite a uh, cornucopia of stuff. It parallels what we see out here in LA, mm-hmm. but it's a little culturally, culturally, culturally different. <laughs> um, Petrifies. Yeah, can't spit that one out this morning. But let me just tell you about about how it started. Dude. Yeah, because of it, 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 it the, the trips the trip ended up being a wonderful trip in a whole. But I left my house at four o'clock in the morning to pick yeah. my brother up to go to the airport. Okay, that in and of itself is disgusting. <laughs> but, you know, Wanda has got two vehicles here, which I want to let her have uh, at her disposal because they're two different types of vehicles, which accomplish two different types of things. Actually, she has three and she has many more, but um, <laughs> for the most part. And and I've got, you know, a little group of stuff that I drive. Yeah. And uh, um, so I didn't think about it in too much depth until it was too late. But the one freaking day that it rains in Southern California, yeah. I'm driving my 750 horsepower, you know, Dodge Charger with drag slicks that are pretty <laughs> well on 20% of tread life left of yeah. the drag slick. And I am going probably 30 on the 15, getting passed by 18 wheelers right and left, and I am on black, it's like I'm on black ice the entire way. I, there's zero, tra- I was sliding the entire time, and I can honestly say that I have never been more terrified in a vehicle in my entire life. <laughs> how, how, how far is the airport? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's, it's normally <laughs> a 45-minute drive. Yeah. Um, you know, but fortunately I was able to, I, I had to pick up my brother, which initially was a hindrance, but it turned out to be great because I, I, I ended switch up going towards the coast. <laughs> What's that? Maybe switch cars, make him drive when you pick him up. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to, but once I got off of the 15, um, you know, it's kind of like Miami. Yeah. Um, you get these, sto- you get these rain showers, but they're sporadic and yeah. they're, in, they're in spots. So I get on Del Dio's, I get off of the 15 and I get on Del Dio's to go west to pick up my brother and I'll be damned, there's no rain over there at all. Oh. <laughs> so the whole time so, he's like, I don't know what you were talking about. Everything seems fine to me. And you're like, no, on the way here, <laughs> it, it felt like a near-death I mean, experience. He's like, it's yeah, not being a baby, I mean, it looks fine. There, comparatively, <laughs> there was no rain. It was, it was sprinkling, but it yeah. was nothing. There was no standing water, there was nothing. So on the highway, on the five, it was fine. But I'm telling you, for that 20, 30 minutes, yeah. I've never been more terrified. So I just want to um, uh, eloquate that situation to you, and hopefully you can empathize with it. In some <laughs> no, way, I get you. Form. Look, I, Jesus, that was terrifying. Here's the trade-off is California, we get shit gas. We get shitty 91-octane gas, and other people don't. But we get 10 months a year of pretty nice weather where you can roll around on drag slicks. Bingo. You know, but every once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while, so one day, yeah, so one day I come, I come back. You know, yesterday, late yesterday, it's beautiful, Great. beautiful today. Sure, rain's not even anywhere near in the forecast. So the one day that I have to do that, yeah. 
You know, so in other words, Mark Warman at Graveyard Cars, would you hurry up and finish my truck, please? Yeah, what's going on, Mark? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I owe him a phone call. But anyway, that's you know? a different subject. Yeah, so, so now, busy with TV uh, enough shows. Of, enough about me. Get, get back to cracking away on cars, buddy. I like Mark. He's a good guy. I like when he calls in. He's fun. Yeah, um, he's a good dude, no doubt. Uh, before I forget, you know, we, uh, we all went to Goodwood, of course. We've been doing these Motor Trend videos. Uh, you can see these videos at motortrend.com slash Adam. Uh, we did a nice, like, five-video package for them. Um, but we're offering two bonus videos. And I think they're going to be the first ones this week, and the, and the last one is next week. And they are both... Goldberg episodes. Goldberg at Goodwood. We went out there. We got to hook up with you, and, and Nate filmed, and uh, it was exciting stuff. And out there in Skinner's truck, and you, you know, you've you, you heard the stories, you heard what happened. But now, if you want to see some of that, um, check out uh, MotorTrend.com/slash/Adam, and you'll start to see the Goldberg episodes of Goodwood. Well, it's that, you know, I, I can look at that a couple different ways. First and foremost, I'm honored to be a, 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 a tiny little part of that. But did you happen to get any of my crash footage? <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I watched the first episode, and uh, everything was fine. <laughs> so, um, I, okay. The second episode, I haven't seen the final cut yet. But, um, you know, look, well. there's no secrets here. We know what happened, so let's get a little... <laughs> Uh, we'll get a little uh, sort of post-mortem of, of what you thought. Post-mortem. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of a better term. <laughs> no, it was, that, that's, that hits the nail on the head. Um, but uh, uh, great videos. Thanks for everybody who's been watching, and we hope to do more with those guys and, and all of us. And, and uh, I think it, it definitely check out uh, uh, Bill's videos coming up. Um, I think you guys will dig them. It's, it's good stuff. It's fun stuff. Like we got some in-car footage of you that – uh, as well, and you can really kind of see what's going on in there and all the work that's involved in driving these things up the hill. And people sort of forget, like, when you're when you're belted into some of those cars, especially the NASCAR trucks where it has the big seat and it's, like, kind of wrapped around your head. You can't move. You can't move your head back and forth. And, you can't, you know, you got your Hans device on. And, and, yeah. Look, by the way, all the safety equipment worked well, as, as you will testify to. Everything did its job, uh, for sure. But it's, it's, a, it's a crazy thing going into cars like that. Maybe, yeah, listen, uh, now I see where your head's at, driving the Dodge Charger around with the slicks on it. Uh, maybe we need some wet tires. <laughs> yeah, here, here's, here's the deal. The, the, the caveat is the truck's awesome because I'm kind of claustrophobic, as you know. And it, so, it's, so the cab is huge. But since it's huge... You have to have a seat that, that fully envelops you to keep you, you know, tight within that huge space. Yeah. So, man, that's like it's like it's like sitting in a the 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 uh, a space rocket in one of those big chairs. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a wild ride. It, it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty different, especially with the Hans device on. Yeah, it's it's pretty cumbersome. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a good it's a good watch. It goes. Go check that out. You guys will dig it. Um, I've, uh, I think we talked about before. We've got cars that we're selling. We've got a Ford GT. We've got the Pantera. We've got the Corvette. These are three amazing cars. Today, as we're recording this, so I guess maybe tomorrow you'll listen to this, uh, the Pantera is up on Bring a Trailer. So go check that out. This is a 74 Pantera GTS 
uh, which is gorgeous. Got to be the nicest one out there. Just fully restored. Such a good car. And the Ford GT, I believe, is going to go up on Bring a Trailer next week. Uh, and, and as we've said, it's red with the white stripes, all four options, lightweight wheels, painted calipers, Macintosh stereo. Um, the car that's not on Bring a Trailer is this Corvette. And this is a special car, and it's getting overlooked a little bit. Like, this is a 67. You'll like it, uh, Bill. We, we talked about it before. This is a 67 Corvette. It's a 427 big block, 435 horsepower car with a tri-power. That makes it a rare car. But this car is untouched. It is the survivor class car. The Bloomington uh, Certified Gold Survivor like certification, this was the very first car to get it. It created that category, the survivor category. It's in the Corvette Hall of Fame as the first survivor class Corvette ever. So it can only be original once. This car is amazing. So uh, And check, the, check this out. This is one way to look at it also, a different way than I normally would. Um, you look at a car... Uh, uh, depending upon what you want to buy it for, a lot of different ways. Uh, this is a car that you can obviously buy that there is no way you're going to pay for it, have to pay for a restoration on it because if you pay for a restoration on it, you ruin it. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. There's a hundred grand you just saved. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just saved a hundred grand right there off the price of this car because uh, you don't have I'm to restore it. But it fires up. It, you can drive it. Um, it's 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 a fantastic, it's a fantastic car. So uh, check out. Bring a trailer. Check out if anybody likes the Corvette. Give me a call. Shoot me an email. Hit me up on the social medias. Um, whatever, uh, whatever. You can get a hold of me. I'm I'm around everywhere. But um, so I was digging through some news and. It seems like forever we've been talking about, or you know, the media, the automotive media has been talking about the Ford Bronco, and we all love this idea. So the 2020 Ford Bronco, they're saying now could be could come with as an option a seven speed manual transmission. That would be connected to the 2.7 liter EcoBoost V6. This is the V6 out of the like the the new Ford Edge ST. It's 325 horsepower and 400 pound feet of torque. Not bad. 325 horsepower, 400 pound feet. Not bad. 7 speed manual, which would be cool. Um I think it's a bitch an idea as long as they keep the styling the way that the original looked. I mean that the original um uh, the silver Bronco that they oh the concept were you were talking touting, about that yeah. they were that they were touting yeah it sure looks a lot better than the than the photo of the one on the article that you sent me yeah so, so I here's the thing know, is, that, is that, that that package sounds great but it depends on what the package looks like mostly for me yeah and I don't I don't know what we know as far as the styling of it I think we have a pretty good idea it started off as the concept and sort of morphed into uh, the photos that are kind of circulating now, but no official photos have been done. I don't think there's even been like spy photos with the crazy camouflage wrap. Uh, I, I don't know wh- how much has been out there for that. I'm sure there are Bronco fanatics that are out there that have forums and stuff that have been following this stuff. And I think that's great. So you guys are going to know way more than I will about it. Um, 
This uh, hey, if you've got if you if you got if, if anybody out there's got some shots of it, shoot it in. I'd like to see it too. Yeah, hit us, tweet us, or something. Photos of those, and uh, we'd love to see what's going on. Also, I want to know what you guys think of a seven-speed manual. Do you think it's going to have enough sell-through rate? Do you think the Uber fans are 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 going to love it, but the general people are going to go? Now, keep in mind, uh, they. This this transmission ha- is you know I guess will be somewhat of a new transmission, um, but it also oh, yeah, has to support an unlimited amount of cars, right? Yeah, but it has to support a, a you know the the abuse of an all wheel drive or four wheel drive drivetrain as well. So um, obviously it will come with an automatic as well. I don't think anybody's saying seven speed manual is the exclusive, uh, you know. Um, Especially in these days when manuals are <laughs> when when the ha- when when eighty uh, percent of the public doesn't know how to drive a manual. Yeah, gosh, boy, it used to be they didn't want to. Now they don't know how. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think that's kind of interesting. I think a manual version would be cool. Uh, you guys heard me say this before. Um, I, regardless of all the cars I've driven in my life, I've owned a bunch of cars, and I've never owned an automatic transmission vehicle in my entire life. The Mustangs, a lot of, that's my, my BMWs, that my M3s. Yeah. I even owned, like, at, after high school, I bought a used 93 Ford Explorer Sport, the two-door Ford Explorer. And I think it had, like, a four-liter V6 in it, and that was a manual transmission. Every car I have owned personally in my life has been a manual transmission. Well, that's awesome, man. That's surprising or not surprising. I I, 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 I don't even know if it was intentional until I started getting older. Then I'm like, I can't change it now. So now I don't know well, what to you're do. Cheap, you're cheap, too. So, I mean, the, all the <laughs> manuals are cheaper. Right? I definitely, back in the day, it was really like the, 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 the Explorer was like, here's an automatic and here's a manual. It's like, well, what, they look the same. They're like, yeah, but that one's... Five hundred dollars cheaper. I was like, "Well, I'll just take that one." Cheaper seems to be the way to go. <laughs> You're absolutely Why right. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, but now I feel like the street can't go on forever because there's so many cool cars out there and and not as many manual transmissions. And uh, it, you know, like on one hand, I was like, "Hey, I like a Porsche Panamera and I like a Porsche Turbo." You can't get those with a with a with a manual. But you can get a 911 GTS Targa 4 with a manual. That car's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what? It is nice. And, uh, again, I'll talk about my ride back from uh, the airport. I got, you know, I'd like to be as responsible as humanly possible on the road, but I'm going through Rancho Santa Fe, and mm-hmm. I see a, I see a, uh, uh, a uh, loaded blacked out gt2 oh, right yeah. behind me and then yeah. my rearview mirror as i'm dry, as i'm taking my brother home and fortunately the streets were nice and dry but uh he ate my lunch so, yeah uh, that was a, that was a fun experience man yeah was, i i it's not that i forgot what those cars were capable of but it's they're quite impressive they are oh yeah well of course we just came back from ren sport so Oh yeah, you, uh, you had an iPhone. It was just, it was just, it's, it's the greatest Porsche thing on earth. Like it's the greatest Porsche event on earth. It seems like it's just, it was our first time going. And by the compared to the Monterey Rolex Historics, it was, you know, it was half as many cars in the paddock. Uh, you know, two hundred and fifty versus five fifty. 
uh, cars out there racing, but more people showed up to this event than any Laguna Seca event in in years of of any Laguna Seca event. You know, every motorcycle race, car race, Rolex Historics, it was something eighty one thousand plus people showed up to to Rensport, and and it was it was great. It was such a fun event, and that's oh man, the uh, the cars out there are fantastic. Nine thirty fives and and and. Their their Lamar cars and their prototypes and the, the new 935 and uh, all the good stuff. So um, anyway, talking about the Bronco, uh, you know I've been driving the Raptor, which we talked about last week. Um, Your impression still the same? Actually, it is. I like it more. When we recorded this, I was you know two days into the Raptor, and now that I, I've spent a week with the Raptor, it went back yesterday. Um, I, I like it, and I, it's funny because everybody says, and we say this too, it's not really an L.A. car, and it's not. It's big. It's difficult to park, and it's high and all that stuff, but what makes it an L.A. car is you just run over curbs. Like, you want to, you wanna like, parallel park, you just run over the curb, and then you just put the truck where you want, and it's funny, you know. Well, that's one reason it makes it an L.A. car. That's, it's a, it could be the only it, reason, in, but in it's good ways, enough. It's, a unre- it's an unrealistic mode of transportation that's overkill, so that kind of fits the bill also. Yeah, uh, it was it was fun. So um, I'm on board with that, right? I I get it. I I like the Raptor a lot, but it's a little bit difficult to, to park. So uh, this past weekend, the Peterson Museum did their big annual uh, gala fundraiser. They you know tickets are super expensive. They raise money for the museum. It kind of helps them out throughout the year. Then they charity auction off a bunch of stuff. Jay Leno uh, went out and did some comedy, and he helped to host the auction. He got Tim Allen out there to help out, and uh, I was there with Corolla and uh, as guests, and uh, it was a great event. Everybody gets dressed to the nines, and it's super fun. And then my buddy Justin from uh, Xbox and Forza Motorsport, he comes over, and he's like, hey, I saw you were driving the Raptor. I said, yeah. And he said, well, I was just in the Ranger Raptor. And he's like, imagine the Raptor, but able to park it in L.A. And I said, oh, okay. I like what you're saying. And then, uh, you know, we know the new Rangers coming out, the 2019 Ford Rangers coming out. And I don't know what's going to be in the Raptor version of it, but the Ranger we know now is going to be a 2.3-liter four-cylinder. Um, it's basically... You know, I, I want to say it's like a, a, a Mustang or a Focus RS version, but probably detuned a little bit. I forgot what those cars are doing. 350 horsepower and 305, 310, something like that. But the Ranger's going to have a 2.3 liter. It's 270 horsepower, but 310 pound-feet of torque. And when we when we look in, at the small truck world, if they're small, I don't know. I feel like a, a Ranger these days is about the size of an F-150 was 20 years ago, right? If you think of like your 2003 or 2002 or 2001 Ford Lightning, that's probably about the size of a Raptor is, or the uh, Ranger is today. Um, so it's uh, it's a little less horsepower than a Tacoma and a, and a Chevy Colorado, but it's more torque. Those those come in at 265 pound-feet for the Tacoma and 275 for the Colorado, whereas the Ranger is going to be 310. So it's uh, it's going to be uh, interesting, not including diesel engines, of course. So we got a 2.3 liter, 270 horse, 310 pound-feet of torque. It's going to uh, – has a payload of 1,860 pounds and a tow capacity of 7,500 pounds. 
right? I mean, good enough to, to, to drag your car around Southern California back and forth to Magnaflow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you know, firstly, I almost said my first and foremost thing. I've been good with that, haven't I? Um, firstly, that was a great transition and segue from the uh, Raptor <laughs> to the Ranger. Yeah. But um, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> to me, to me, the thought of doing a Raptor Ranger. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't t- you can talk about the Ranger all you want. It's a small truck. There would be no sense for me having anything like that in, in my life. But um, I don't, I, that wouldn't appeal to me whatsoever because part of the allure, part of the allure of the the Raptor itself is the the size of the size. It, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't you think? What do you think about the the if if they had a Ranger Raptor? Do you think it'd be popular? You know, um, I I think it'll I think it'll do well for two reasons: is everybody that loves a Raptor and can't afford a Raptor. A Ranger Raptor would be a more affordable version, um, and and I do think that uh, city dwellers, you know, like myself, that uh, you know, I had a lot of fun in, in the Raptor, and I got used to driving it. It still is not, you know, like if you're a one car person and you want to take your motorcycles out to the sand dunes or something and and, and tool around, I think there's a, a there could be an audience for it, and. Uh, um, is it as good as a full size Raptor? I don't think it will be. I think I think you're right. The the size and uh, and the power of that truck make it what it is. I mean, definitely one of the things that I liked about the Raptor is just just hitting the gas, just hammering down on that thing in a straight line and having this big yeah, truck. Yeah, haul ass, four hundred fifty horsepower. The feel of it, and it's a big wide truck. You know, it's it, it's like. It's like the wide body Hellcat versus the new wide body Hellcat versus the skinny tire car. Yeah, is what I call it, the yeah. original Challenger. Um, you know, I I don't I don't believe. I mean, I, I I don't want the skinny body car by any means right now. It doesn't do anything for me now. Looking at the truck, that's a different class. It's a different. You know, it's a completely different entity than the a, a normal size or a larger size truck because it's like you said, you can park it in L.A. Um, you know, and, and a lot more people don't need that big giant monstrosity like what we have or what I have outside. Um, yeah, small trucks. There's a, there's a market for it, but uh, I, I just think the Raptor is what it is because it's a big grandioso um, package that's not necessarily um, logical, but it's fun because it's over the top. It was fun. It was so much fun. Uh, I brought it over. I was driving it around. Went to the gym. My longtime trainer, Lou Parada, good dude. Uh, I dri- he drove a pickup truck his whole life. He's got one of the Lincoln pickup trucks uh, from I don't know ten years ago or something. And uh, we went out. We checked out the Raptor. He fell in love with it, and uh, that was on Friday. And then uh, uh, Sunday morning, he was at the dealer with his wife test driving Raptor. So. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, pay attention, okay, so, Ford. I just sure. sold a Raptor. <laughs> Good job. And, and so on the uh, on the other end of the spectrum, I'll be the uh, antagonist, and I'll make the segue into the other uh, conversation you're going to have about the Lincoln Navigator, about the Hennessy version. Yeah. Uh, one of the vehicles we rented was the new Navigator. Right, and, and we been, drove one to Monterey. I, I've, been, 
Yeah, and you know, I, I'm going to give you my opinion on yeah. it. Um, and I was only in it once. I didn't get to drive it. I was just a passenger. Um, but I've I, been wanting to see this car because I thought that, you know, like Caddy, it's going to bring a a uh, a different level of comfort and, you know, mm-hmm. big, over-the-top cushiness. And, man, they, they I, I wasn't impressed. I really, really? wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, Styling-wise and, and inside-wise, it just kind of reminds me of what they did in the past. So I was really looking forward to it. And like I said, I had very limited time in it. But, uh, man, it, it, it fell short as far as I was concerned. Okay. You guys rented it or was it a car service? You had a driver? Just rented it. No, Just we rented it. Rented it. So and my it, brother, yeah, I, I had the Denali, and my, my other brother had the, the Navigator. And uh, one day I went for a ride with him. We were in the car for about 45 minutes. I was looking forward to it. You guys rented a Denali um, and a Navigator? You guys don't want to, you can't ride together? <laughs> You need uh, there two. Were nine, there were nine. There were oh. nine of us. Oh, okay, I was like, "Jeez, <laughs> I get the Goldberg family." Are... <laughs> my mom's, my mom's ninetieth birthday schmuck. It was oh, uh, you I, know, aunts I, and uncles I, and nephews and everybody. I was like, "I get it." The Goldbergs are big boys. I didn't know they needed their own trucks. <laughs> no, we had to race. It's a <laughs> yeah, everywhere we go. So, you know, yeah. Oh wow! By the wow, ninetieth birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Thanks, man. Now they're in Paris. They uh, they jumped on a private and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother story, man. The Goldberg family is a it's a it's a very it's a very strange family on how they go about things. But yeah, needless to say, my mom's in a wheelchair, ninetieth birthday. My one of my nephews is getting married over in Paris, and so my brother gets a big monstrous private jet, and they all tooled over to Paris. Yeah. Wait, is this uh, is this uh, Ferrari brother or is this? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, does it make sense now? Yeah, yeah. Now it's starting to come together. Well, there's two. There's two Goldberg brothers, right? Well, there's three, including you, right? There's th- yes, there's sir. there's three. But uh, um, by the way, I love that all of your you and all of your brothers have always just like completely different careers and all just busted your asses doing it, and everybody's successful. And mom gets to you fly know, around thanks. and reap the benefits. <laughs> hey, thank you, man. Uh, uh, the fact is that my my parents, uh, our parents were were integral in our success. Uh, they have everything to do with what we've done. Though, yeah, it's quite eclectic way of uh, succeeding. We all went kind of different directions. Although they kind of ended up in the same. At this point, they own restaurants and uh, bars together. And, nightclubs and stuff like that but uh yeah man it's been a fun ride dude in the goldberg family it's uh we're kind of like the clampets yeah in a different in a different way you know this kind of brings up the the question and uh is is you and i've been sort of kicking around the idea of doing car cast live somewhere at uh maybe one of your brother's places down in southern california so i would say uh if you guys listening like that idea, if you guys will come out, have a beer, and watch CarCast live, let us know. I think we get enough people saying, hey, that sounds good. We'd like to do that. We'll be there. We'll, we'll try to put something together. What do you think? Anybody knows uh, Southern California live music scene, there's a place called the Belly Up Tavern, and it's, or the Belly Up in Solana Beach. And uh, 
that's what we'd be doing it, gents, ladies and gents. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think up. it would be a kick-ass deal. So, Chris, have you played that um, joint? No, but I've eaten at that restaurant. It's really, really it's good. It's really good, right? Yeah, yeah it's the, really wild, good. the Wild Note right next yeah. to us. Yeah, he owns, he owns that, too. <laughs> well. <laughs> he owns that, too. No, but it's a, it's a great place. It's a small club. It's, you know, I we, remember when uh, I said I saw the Stones down there? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a really small, intimate place. 250 people. Um, it's, it's, it's bitching. It really is. Nice. So, so you guys should go check that out if you guys like it. Uh, I'd like to do that at some point. We've got to figure something out. So anyway, uh, Lincoln Navigator, uh, you weren't impressed, but what if uh, the guys at Hennessy took it from 450 horsepower and made 600 out of it? Would you like it more? For twenty grand, hell no! <laughs> for twenty grand, that's an expensive <laughs> You're package. Joking, right? right? I love the hey. I as much as I love horsepower, I love horsepower more than anybody else. There's no such thing as too much, except for the fact that if it costs you twenty grand to get one hundred and fifty, you know, I, I love Hennessy stuff too, and I love you know what he stands for. But it had, it, no, not not on that car. Well, Hennessy yeah. does. Uh, they basically do an ECU upgrade or a tune or something. They do exhaust. They do you know, uh, you know, whatever cold air kit, boost the turbos, larger intercooler, and uh, and they get uh, you know they get six hundred horsepower out of the thing, and uh, it knocks eh, almost three quarters of a second off the zero to sixty, and it, it, you know it. Uh, it gets that navigator that's scooting a around. Hey, if you like that, if you like that truck, that's a bitch and deal. I mean, no doubt. Look, if, if you can get a Lincoln Navigator and run twelve nineties in it, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'd probably do the work myself, though. That's how how many roll. podcasts? Yet? Yeah, I was going to say how many podcasts you got to do to get the Hennessy upgrade. Yeah, it's going to be quite a bit. Um, All right, before we move on, I'm going to tell you guys about Continental Belts. If you think of all the weird things you find in cars, I'm not talking about your garden variety Petra fries (laughs) or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre trinkets, and the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about folks. Well, another thing that will make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. I bet you didn't know they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on a majority of BMWs and VWs. Now, Continental is launching their aftermarket multi-V belt with this OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has the OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. So listen, you get enough surprises working on your cars and trucks already, a belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. It's funny, as I'm reading that, I'm like, I do need a belt. I got my uh, my M3 I finally brought it over. I told you on the starter died again. I brought it over to the shop, and I told the guy, uh, swap in the starter, but let's finish this thing up, right? I put the new supercharger on it. I I went to a little bit larger uh, blower pulley to get more belt wrap. So the larger pulley will get more a contact with the belt and the pulley because it was slipping a little bit. But what that does is it ended up effectively reducing the amount of boost. So now I've got to change the crank pulley. And I talked to the guy and I was like, we need a new belt system. 
And he's like, I've been developing it. It's on the CNC machine. It's it's ready to go. We're going to try it out. And I said, great, let's do it. So it's, it's got a whole new way of routing the belt with more surface area on the pulleys and a much better tensioner pulley. So uh, hopefully I'll slap a continental belt on it. And I'll get this thing dialed in to maybe 15, 16, 17 pounds of boost with my new Vortec. And I'm going for, I'd like to have somewhere between 450 and 500 horsepower at the tires. All right, so we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, a lot of stuff going on. Of course, you can follow Goldberg on social media. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter and Goldberg95 and Goldberg's garage on instagram oh man we got the pantera on bring a trailer next week we've got the ford gt going up on bring a trailer hopefully you guys will like those cars go in there and bid and uh and if anybody likes that corvette give me a give me a shout we'll uh we'll do a deal we're ready to go um on that uh in the meantime uh check us out at car cash show you can follow me at moderator i'm on all the social medias you can follow Goldberg at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter and Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Great accounts, lots of posts, cool car stuff for sure. And uh, aren't you gonna tempt aren't you gonna tempt aren't you gonna tempt everybody with maybe a price of that Corvette that they're looking for? Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight up. So the the price as listed is hundred and ninety five thousand. It's a very, very special car. But we're ready to deal on that car. So you call me up. Let's talk about it. Or you send me a note. Let's talk about it. Um, I know I can do a much better price than that. And you're going to get the only Survivor Class Corvette ever, right? This is It was in a Pepsi commercial. It was used in the ads for the Survivor Class. Like, this is the car. So um, let's, uh, let's, let's chat. Let's chat about that. Uh, Okay, before we wrap it up, um, Bill, what else you got? Anything else going on? Getting ready for SEMA? Going to get your car out there? Getting ready for SEMA. Going to get my car out there for sure. Outside, it'll be a MagnaFlow's booth. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. i got a couple signings going on, and uh, I have confirmed that Santa Claus is coming out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you guys more about that later. Um, uh, excellent. Uh, we're going to be doing Shift and Steer uh, podcast um, from the MagnaFlow booth uh, every day at SEMA. And, uh, yeah, you're going to be doing some signings there. I think you're doing something with MagnaFlow. I'm not sure if we're doing a podcast. We'll figure that out. But um, we're all going to be out there. So find us. Come say hi. Uh, and uh, uh, we would love to see you. And, uh, and, of course, Dodge. Your authorized Dodge dealer invites you to experience a world of performance, design, and fuel efficiency. Schedule a test drive today. Go to Dodge.com and visit your local Dodge dealer to learn more about the exciting offers of our powerful lineup. Check that out at Dodge.com. All right, buddy. So uh, we need to connect soon. Um, get back in the studio. We're going to have Alistair Weaver come in from Edmonds. I think he's racing tiny cars in France somewhere. He did like a... 24-hour race in cars with 75 horsepower. It's like, I don't know, it's like the Lamar of smart cars or something. I don't know what's going on. He could fill us in on that. Plus, we also love when he comes in because uh, he talks funny. 
Uh, uh, yeah, we need to. Ha- we should have. Uh, we should have Marcus Angel on again too, and give us an update on the lawman. Yeah, we would love to do that. I like that guy. He was great, and he's. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like he spends a lot more time putting like nice picture books together because he's got the best documentation ever. And I was like, who has time for this? Build the car, buddy. <laughs> so we'll get an yeah, update no, on him. Shit. Well, that, that and traveling and judging and all that shit. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. But, the, but that means he's just going to be that much better of a guest. Yeah, he's going to be fantastic. We love it. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, until next time, uh, for Matt and Bill and Chris. Keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Hey, hey, hey. I'm out. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Imagine a world where animals and humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild, wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.